Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with George from Wartime Fitness in Charlottesville, Virginia. What's up, George? How are you today? How you doing, Bree? How you doing? Doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. So let's waste no time here getting into the details. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? Well, the reason how I got started was um, actually my baby sister. Um, Cause I used to box for like over 20 years. I was, you know, athletic kid. I played football, basketball, and I've been training people forever. And I had stopped boxing because um, I had a son he was preemie and I, you know, I was boxing and coaching and working a full-time job. So I, I had one foot in, one foot out. Mm-hmm. So I basically stopped um, boxing. And then my sister, a week before she passed, she had a conversation with me um, that I should get back to training people. Huh? My sister Gabby wanted me to get back into the ring. So I gave her my word. Um, you know, I get back into it. I start training people again. And then like a week later, um she passed she got into a a car accident um young 27 years old um we were celebrating my dad's birthday and um you know she she got into a tragic accident and um you know that i was you know down depressed um but i gave her my word and that conversation that we had a week before she passed it just it motivated me to get back into training help you know, other people. And, and um, I, you know, and, and we started wartime fitness and this was during the whole COVID era and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear about your sister. Um, beautiful person, beautiful person. Absolutely. That's obviously very, very challenging to deal with. Yes. Um, but now, now it's like her, her legacy lives on through what you're doing now. Correct. So absolutely. Yes. Something that she inspired and it's like, you know, now her legacy lives on through that. So that's awesome. Um, Now, as far as your business model goes within the facility, how are you structuring things? Are you doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? Kind of walk us through the layout there. What does that all look like? Yes, we do. We do a little bit of of everything. our group classes is um it's like nobody else's group classes. Um, our energy is different. Is no other gym. I'm gonna tell you right now, ain't no other gym like Wartime Fitness. Our whole model, our whole brand, um, everything is real and authentic. Um, even our one on ones. Um, I'm, I push you. I push you. Um, we have fun. Um, and I we do baby steps. That's why every time we train, I say easy work, easy work. It's all mental, all mental. Mm-hmm. Technically, that's what it all is. It's all mental. So, um, and if you ever get the opportunity to come, you know, to Charlottesville, Virginia, check us out. I, the first thing I'm gonna say is no other gym like Wartime Fitness in the world. Period. I'm telling you, we different. We different. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. My friend lives in. Virginia. I think she, she just moved there. So I'm not hundred percent familiar with the, the area that she's in. I think she's in like yeah. Hades, Hadesburg or, or Haymakers. Hay, hey, something. Hagerstown? Is it? No, no, no. Harrisonburg. Is it Harrisonburg? No, I think it's like, 
I'll have to check, but yeah, I wonder. Oh, if she's at Harrisonburg. She's not actually too far. She, she could definitely come check it out. I'm yeah. gonna tell you, it's nothing like this. <laughs> I'll have to let her know. <laughs> yes, we're different. Yeah. The energy, everything, the vibe, everything. Absolutely, I love that. Yeah. All right. So now, as far as your membership base goes, how many clients or members are you currently serving at the facility? Right now, we probably got like about 75 and we growing. Um, okay. So that's good. We probably about around 75. Um, yeah. And we grow like every week. So that's that's a blessing. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. So um, as far as goals go for the membership itself, is there a certain number that you have in mind that would be ideal for you? Unlimited. Yeah. You want to grow. That's Unlimited. right. <laughs> absolutely that's what i like to hear awesome so now on the marketing and advertising front getting the word out there about what it is that you do what does that look like how are you letting people know where you are and what you do well so honestly i'm really i'm 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 basically brand new to all this social media I, I, like i never even got social media um again only reason why i got social media because for the gym Mm -hmm. And I, you know, saying the purpose that I'm doing it for. Um, so I'm, I'm new. I'm learning. I got um, IG. I got Facebook. But now I'm hearing about this TikTok and um, all types of different platforms for social media. And um, I'm, I'm using. I'm, I'm gonna use all them platforms right now. Um, we, you know, we got Wartime Fitness with three R's on Instagram, and then just regular Wartime Fitness on. Um, Facebook, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I just had um surgery not too long ago, so for my shoulder, old oh, football injury, and now that I'm, I'm I'm getting back in shape, I'm really gonna go hard on this um social media and, and put this word out. Yes, you are gonna see the the development, the drive, and I, I'm a competitor. Like I, I want once I get back in shape, I want all them top guys. I'm even going for Mayweather. Watch well, what I tell you, and you heard it here. Well, that's why I tell you, we want we want a mission. We want a absolutely mission. yes. I love that. I love the drive. Um, now, so you're not currently doing any type of like paid advertising through Facebook, Instagram, Google, anything of that nature, right? No. Mm -mm. Okay, because that was the game changer for me within the business was mm -hmm. the paid advertising through Facebook. Specifically, Facebook's still the best converting platform as far as advertising goes. Um, so yeah, that that was the game changer, just getting in front of the right people, getting the word out there further, because mm -hmm. there are so many people, when I was in the gym, I experienced this all the time, that lived within five minutes of the facility, but had no idea that I was there, you know? Really, that's yes. true, that is true, yes. Yes, that would happen all the time. And they would come in and be like, are you guys new? And we'd be like, well, no, we've been here for four years, you know? Uh, <laughs> so that would happen all the time. But yeah, that was the game changer because a lot of gyms rely on word of mouth referrals, you know, um, kind of like guerrilla marketing, kind of getting the word out there, handing out flyers, you know, whatever it might be. But right. the things- That's true. Yeah. And, and I mean, the thing with that is that it's just um, not necessarily reliable, you know, because on a monthly basis, you can't count on the fact that you're going to get X amount of new num new members rather. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's really not reliable. It's not trackable. If you can't track it, you can't grow it. 
right? Whereas if you get into the paid advertising, you really get that nailed down, figured out. You can get it down to a science essentially where it's like, okay, if I spend X amount of dollars on advertising this month, I can expect to see X amount of members, you know? So that's what I love about that. Um, And always good to have multiple poles in the water as far as advertising goes, because sometimes one thing quiets down a little bit right so if it's like we don't have as many members coming in through referrals and word of mouth then we've got the advertising to pick up the slack essentially so multiple forms of advertising and different platforms but i mean facebook's still the best converting platform to this day what about youtube how about youtube Um, I mean, YouTube's good for content, just Mm -hmm. putting content out there for your members, providing like extra value. But as far as paid advertising, as far as I know, it's not that great for it. I think it's set up a little bit differently than uh, like Facebook or Instagram is, you know, Mm -hmm. Facebook's really easy because when you run a paid ad campaign, people can raise their hand essentially and say, Hey, I'm interested. You know, you can set it up so that they schedule with you and you get their contact info and you give them a call and they come in, you know? Um, whereas YouTube is set up a little bit differently, but it's always good for content, you know, to provide okay. extra value. All right. That's, that's what's up. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good information to know, especially with the paid advertising. Cause I always thought I'm going to be honest with you. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I always thought it was a scam. Like, oh, they just want to get your money. They just want to get your money. They just want you to pay them. That's right. what I thought, me personally. But yeah. to hear that you saying that, especially, you know, with your success and all that, mm-hmm. that's a route I'm definitely going to look into um, using um, paid advertisement. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, right. And um, there's definitely a difference between, like, boosting a post on social media, Instagram and Facebook. That's not so effective just because that is like throwing money at it and they'll boost it out to more people but it doesn't necessarily mean that those people are interested in what it is that you do right it's so like, it's two different things then yeah so okay all right so please explain that okay i didn't know that i thought that was so that's what i'm looking at the boost five dollars ten dollars yeah that's what i thought you was talking about No, nope. And that's like a lot of people kind of get confused there, right? Because Facebook's always advertising, like boost this post for whatever X amount of dollars, right? And then it's like you throw some money at it and then just hope it reaches the right people. But what I'm referring to is a paid ad campaign, right? So it's, it's a campaign that you set up that's targeted specifically to people who are interested in fitness and specifically the services that you provide. And then you're speaking directly to those people, right? So you're setting up an ad, you're writing ad copy that speaks directly to those people, right? So it's targeted so that you're getting high quality leads in the door on a consistent basis, right? Mm. So that is very effective. That's what the game changer was for me personally. Um, whereas just the, the boosting is just like throwing some money at it and then, yeah, it's going to reach a thousand people within your area. But like, are those people interested in fitness? Are they looking for a gym? Probably not some of them. Sure. But it's not as effective. Right. And then when you set up the, the paid ad campaign, that's where people can click and then fill out their information and either schedule with you or they give you their information so that you can call them 
and get them to actually come into the gym. So that is where it's at as far as getting people in the doors, right? Rather than just kind of like hanging back and waiting for people to come in, that's like actively putting the word out there, letting people know that you're there. So. Thank you. That's what I'm seeing. Learn something new every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's something that a lot of gyms are missing, you know? And I think that a lot of times the Facebook advertising uh, the paid ad campaigns get a bad rap because people think that it's just the boosting of the posts, you know, right. and then it's like, they'll throw money at it and not see a return. And then they just kind of write it off, you know, like, Oh, I'm not going to do that. Yes. But when in reality, we can get three to one, five to one returns on ad spend, you know, spend a dollar, get three back, spend a dollar, get five back. Right. That's where we really start to make moves within the business. Dope. That's that's good. I'm on. Yeah. I, I learned that. See, I didn't yeah. know that. Thank you for right. explaining that. That's, that's yeah. good. Yeah, good absolutely. And that's why, like, a lot of times when I hear that people aren't doing paid advertising, it's like, why? You know, like, there's so much right. opportunity out there. It's like, right. you just got to let people know that you're there and the right people, right? And that's also the thing with word of mouth is that, yeah, word of mouth is great. Referrals are great. But the people that come into your gym only know so many people, right? So the pool there right. is limited. And right. of those people, how many of them are interested in fitness? How many of them are looking for a new gym? How right. many of those people are looking for the type of gym that you have? You know, it's like, it starts to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And eventually it kind of runs out, you know, and things get pretty stagnant. And then right, right. on a monthly basis, people are kind of just, maintaining where they are and they can't really reach that next level and that's really where the targeted ad campaigns the paid advertising really comes into play to help you scale got you that's x because basically like when i when we started um i expect because that covid that covid um you really had to be creative with with the covid and um Mm because like i said when i when I decided to start training people, like COVID really hit, everything was shut down everywhere. So, and I started working with a gentleman, um, he was like 318 pounds. And I started from 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 the house and I was going to the park to train him. Cause I was doing, cause our format is a boxing format. Best conditioning in the world um, mm-hmm. is, is, is boxing. It works on everything, your cardio, yeah, you stamp everything you work with box. So that was the best condition in the world. So I, I, this gentleman was 318 pounds. I've been working with him for like two years, about two and a half years. He's down to 193. Oh yes. my gosh. That's yes. crazy. Yes. And so, I completely yeah. agree, you know, because it's like the results that I saw when I was in a cakeboxing facility are a thousand times better than any results I ever saw at any facility I was ever at, you know? And it's like, I have a background of competitive fitness. So I used to compete, you know, it's like, I went all the way up. I went pro in 2017. Like I was working out. Yeah. (laughs) I was working because I told you I'm competitive, right? It's like, I got to win. If I'm going to do it, I have to win before I can move on to anything else. It's like, I got to win. Um, 
So yeah, I went through that whole process. And as we know, like that's very involved and you're, you know, you're in the gym all the time, spending so much time in the gym. And I used to work in personal training and, you know, the whole thing. And then once I had a kickboxing gym, the results that I saw there with myself and with the clients, it was just like night and day, you know, the results that I got there were the results that I was always looking for trying every other avenue of fitness, you know, just not really knowing that that was an, yeah. an option. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's so effective, you know, it's like the cardio, yes. the balance, the strength, the muscle tone and our coordination, muscle reflexes, yes. um, your timing, everything as is you 100% is boxing is the best conditioning out yes. there period because i had a i had a whole bunch of um personal trainers also because like you said word word was getting around you know war, wartime fitness and um mm -hmm. so we had some personal trainers actually that i trained and now they got their own gym now they're using the boxing format because the results is is so great yes. um so it was crazy the gentleman like if you would have seen the gentleman i was training i was losing um the weight because he was working with me for like three four months he started getting stronger his cardio get, got better if you see the personal trainer that i was that same day that was working with him and rip i'm talking about look like somebody took a pencil and drew him i mean rip and i'm doing him boxing you know workouts warm-ups the personal trainer was done warm-ups he was done he couldn't even and i'm like listen this is different yeah he was he, he was like, gee, you was 100% correct. This yep. is way different. Yeah. He was doing warm-ups. It, it was crazy. Then he was yeah. looking at the other gentleman who, you know, he still has some weight on him. And he's, and he's trying to compete with that gentleman. Like, how is he still able to move? And I'm sitting here, bait. That's why I tell everybody we, di we different. Yeah. Yeah. And I is. like the fact that you say you're a competitor. That's good because that's what we do at our gym, we challenge, we challenge you. Yeah, right. And, and it's it like, helps with in the long run. Exactly. And that's why I did it, you know, because I needed something to work toward. Correct. You know, it's like when you have your eye on something, you have a, an end date, a specific time where you got to get something done, you know, specific goal that you have, it helps. So that's, Absolutely. that's why I did it. To, to keep me going and give me that drive to show up and be better every single day, you know? So, and you know what? Our, our conversation is different now because you actually compete. You actually went in the ring. Not everybody could do that. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, as far as results go, I mean, that's what keeps people around, you know, that's, results sell right and if you're getting people Correct. results in the gym that's going to help grow the business that's going to help people stick around because there's multiple ways to grow a business right it's like we can get more clients we can get them to pay more by providing them a higher level of service and more value and then the third way is to keep them longer right so yes. i mean if we're getting them results chances are they're sticking around for a longer period of time. And that's how we really get to that next level, build that solid found foundation for the business and then scale and grow from there. Yeah. Um, 
So now I think I have an idea here, but I want to ask you anyway, as far as goals go for you within the business, what is the big picture goal for you? What level are you trying to reach? Kind of paint the picture for us of where you're trying to take this business. Oh, um, definitely, definitely want to expand. And also, um, like I said, my sister, before she passed, she said she was meant for something big. And I felt like her spirit, you know what I'm saying? I'm keeping it, you know, alive through um, wartime fitness um, warriors because we work with kids also. And um, the, the picture that I have is just for the future, change the narrative. Because um, now everybody, you know, is so much stuff like where you could just not be healthy. So we're trying to change the narrative where you, you take better care of yourself. Because... Um, you forget about yourself sometimes, you know, when you get older, business, kids, family, um, marriage, relationships, sometimes you forget about yourself. Absolutely. So with, with us, you know, we remind you, hey, you got to take care of yourself, love yourself again. Um, you know, even with the, with the kids, I tell them all the time, the, the young kids that I'm training, um, each one teach one. They're the future leaders and bosses. And um, so we want to, put that out to the universe because it's already so much dark out on this on this earth right now so we want to try to be that light and yes. um grow where it's cool to you know relax and cool to have fun and cool to take care of yourself where you know you take a moment and just because i'm telling that's another thing about boxing too a lot of people don't understand how because they think it's, it's, it's brutal no, it helps you, helps you calm down, helps you relax, mm -hmm. um, um, relieve stress. Um, is is and you know, um, because you was up in there after you worked out, how you feel after you work out? Yeah, great. So good. Yeah. And so I always loved great. it too, because it's like if you like kick the shit out of yourself essentially in a right. workout, and yes. you have first of all, it's a huge stress relief, but then Another part of it is like, if that's the hardest part of your day, everything else seems easy, you know? That's our easy work. That's our, see that? I, <laughs> you already know, you already there, you, you there. That's what I'm talking about, see? Right. Easy work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, just what it does for you, not only physically, but mentally is huge, you know? So that's also a, a huge, huge aspect of it. So yeah, yes. I'm 100% understand that. We, that's what we want to do. We want to grow. I want to just, you know, and just expand. We will expand, not want. We yes. will. We yeah, will. absolutely. Will. Reach more people, help more people. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Yes. And awesome. there's no other, I'm, I'm, I sound like a broken record, but I'm trying to tell you, there's no other gym, no other format, nothing like this. You come to one, I'm telling you, that's it. You come to, that's why the word is, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you right as far as like, because we just really going by word of mouth, to be honest right. with you. Yeah. So, and we're now imagine, yeah, imagine so, where yeah. you can take it, you know, once you start reaching more people. Like I said, I'm sure that there are people that are in your area that just don't know that you're there, right? 100% correct. So there's uh, big, big areas for you to get to that next level. Lots of opportunity there. So that's exciting in and of itself. Yes. Um, now, one thing I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering 
opening their own facility, doing their own thing, going their own way, what would that be? What's one of the most important things that you've learned over your time within ownership in this industry? What my sister told me, again, I keep going back to my sister because this conversation is the reason why we here today. She asked me because I had all the talent to be successful and she asked me why am I scared to, of success? And that, that made me think, because I always kept that safety net. I always had one foot in, one foot out. One foot in, one foot out. Mm -hmm. And my dad always tell me, you get the results that you put in. You put halfway results, you're going to get halfway, you know, you're going to put halfway effort, you're going to get halfway results. Mm -hmm. And when she told me that, it's crazy. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Um, because even when I was boxing, I was competing. Even when I played sports, I had I had scholarships for football. I only played football one year. Um, and to get back to the subject, um, when I finally cut that safety net, you know, with the whole COVID and stuff, because jobs was shutting down right. um, with the COVID. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started training um, people. Like I said, I was going outside and I started training people um, from Zoom, from um, on Zoom and stuff like that. And it just grew. It just started growing. And I cut that safety net. I yes. believed in it. I believed in my, um, believed in our brand. I believed in, in my worth. And I, that conversation where, you know what? I'm not scared of success no more. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to make it. And my whole thought process went different where, you know, if I had a fight, because I, I was a journeyman. So I go to the gym, I'm coaching football, basketball, working, family, and okay, so if I don't win this fight, at least I know I got this job where I'm stable. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Safety net. Right. Once I cut that safety net out, mm -hmm. here, here we are, we growing. Here right. I am in front of you, talking in front of you. Yeah. You got to believe it. God in the universe. I'm, yes. And I'm not, I'm not going backwards. I'm right. not going back. Absolutely. Cut that safety net out. So exactly. If, if got, so my advice if you if you believe it, you feel it, and you still got that question mark, what if, what if, mm -hmm. cut that what if out, cut that safety net, go for it. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Yes. God and the universe is going to provide the rest. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. A lot of people are afraid to take that step because it's uncomfortable, you know? Uh, and you have to put yourself in that position and get uncomfortable. And the thing is, it's like, and we were talking about this earlier, like when you have no choice and the only option is to make it work, you find a way to make it work. Right. Yes. And if you decide that your only option is to be successful and you commit yourself to that, you're going to figure out a way to make it work. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Same thing with, with your um, goals. As far mm -hmm. as you getting in shape, yes. Once you decide to make it happen, mm -hmm. I'm like I, I got so I, I got to start. See, I'm just so busy because you know I'm doing a lot of stuff. Um, because I'm 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 busy, 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 busy. Um, but I'm gonna start being more. How can I say? Um, putting the results because I got like a lot of people results on our on our IG page from like before when they started. Mm -hmm. You know. How they, you know, how they look now and stuff like that. Um, I'm gonna start putting that out there a little bit more, um, because to see their development, you know, also motiv motivates me. 
um, mm-hmm. to, you know, get back in shape, to keep yeah. going. Um, yeah. And that's what that's what you want too. Like you said, like a, a community, a mm-hmm. family, a gym that y'all push each other to get better. Yes. So, and that that's 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 a great that's a great. Um, yeah, you're right about that. Absolutely. And you said something about being uncomfortable. I tell mm-hmm. our fighters and, and the guys and the, and the ladies that that and the kids also that we train, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I tell them that all the time. Push yeah. yourself. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. And the more you put yourself in uncomfortable positions, the more you realize how much you can handle. It builds confidence and you get more comfortable in uncomfortable positions. Right. Correct. So the more you challenge yourself, you push yourself, you see what you're really capable of. And that does a lot, you know, it, especially as far as building confidence and just realizing how much you actually can handle and endure and get through yes yes and set goals too mm-hmm. set goals yes um, yeah that, gotta have something also, to work toward correct that's that's also what i give um and you know someone that's looking to open up their own gym and the main thing be you real and authentic they yeah. got so many other gyms out there but nobody can be like you Right. Because I got I got people that, you know, especially like um, when I put videos up with me training people and boxers and fighters, hey, G, man, you putting that up, you're giving out free information. I'm not. They're not me. Right. So I'm not worried about, you know, I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. So they, they could copy all they want, but can nobody copy? The, they can't nobody copy you. Right. You're original. Right. Same thing with me. You know, Absolutely. and I see all them corporate gyms that's very successful they're not me mm-hmm. we're gonna be there we're gonna be there soon right yeah absolutely you know what they say uh often imitated never duplicated that, that's what i'm t- <laughs> that's it <laughs> so talk about good good one yes real talk see that's what i'm saying like go out there go for it people mm-hmm. go for it absolutely you, you a living example i'm a living example and just keep yep. motivating people to, you know, whatever it may be, you know, it may not even be, you know, the gym, just whatever it may be. It could yes. be your own clothing line, oh, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Just go for it. Don't think about it. Cut that safety net out. Stop mm-hmm. making excuses. Make adjustments. Right. That's that's yes. what it's about. Absolutely. There's room for everybody, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love that. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? On social media, on um, Instagram, you can find me at War Time Fitness with three R's. So it's W-A-R-R-R, three R's. Time Fitness, um, LLC. And on Facebook is his regular War Time Fitness on Facebook. Alrighty, awesome. So George from War Time Fitness in Charlottesville, Virginia, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Absolutely. Peace. Remember, always number one. Yes. (laughs) All right. And to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, 
head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Amy McDermott from Aim to Get Fit in Fall River, Massachusetts. Amy, how are we doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? Good, good. Good morning. Happy Friday. Uh, all good here. I'm sure you've probably already been training some clients this morning. It is what, 10 a.m. our time? 10 a.m. our time. So, yes. cool. Let's dive in. So, Aim to Get Fit. So, we opened this business. And I've talked to a lot of people that opened the business during, you know, during the pandemic, uh, it probably the height of it. Right. So, uh, obviously a tough time to do it, uh, a challenge, a risk, which I love, I think is awesome. And I think, uh, it's unique to the fitness entrepreneur, maybe more than some others, especially cause we need a brick and mortar space. And at that time, things were getting locked down and uh, a lot of restrictions here in the Northeast. So let's go back in time to about that time, November, October, September, 2020, what was your mindset, Amy, in your goal? from a business sense as to why you opened the business? Um, so the reason I opened the business is because mostly the gym I was at for previous four and a half years shut down permanently wow. due to COVID. Um, so that happened in May, 2020. So after that, I, you know, I was just training outside all summer. I was training yep. at people's houses in my backyard. I was just making it work. Um, so then I really started looking for a place to train it's like, do I want to go work for another gym, you know? Um, so then I got the opportunity. I found this space in August of 2020. Um, it's 2,000 square feet. So it was perfect. Plenty of space to social distance. Um, and then uh, it took a while to get the space up to par. It was uh, vacant for 12 years. So there was a lot of cleaning and painting and everything to go into it. But I was able to open November 15, 2020. Even when there was a lot of restrictions, that's when the, you had to wear a mask, obviously, but there was like the 25 people indoor yeah. restrictions. So it was just, there's a lot, and you know, people are nervous and everything, but um, so yeah, I was able to open during that crazy time yeah, and yeah, yeah. gotten a little bit easier since, so. <laughs> for sure, yeah, for sure. And hopefully it continues to do that. So yeah, really cool to hear. I mean, sad to hear your other gym closed, but good to hear you turn that positive into a negative, right? And uh yeah, it's, I think it's great you open your own business. I think as a trainer, eventually we get to that spot where it's like, you know, we go our own way and open our own business and take that route or we stay in that kind of uh, big box working for somebody else, which is a hard thing to uh, to get where we want. And that could be, I think we need equity in the business to get where we want, right? So yeah. 2,000 square foot, your space you found is empty for 12 years. What was it about the space that kind of intrigued you uh, besides the size of it? Um, what were some other reasons you chose one location or... Was it based on your model or yeah, you know, just your mindset behind why this exact spot? Uh, so this spot really stood out to me because not only the space, but there's a huge parking lot outside. So I'm not like right on the street either. And that, that was a tough thing for me because I actually had realtors trying to look for a space. I had like three different realtors um, and everything was either no parking lot yeah. or, and I do group classes. So I need at least like 10 parking spots, you know? Um, or the ceilings weren't high enough and I do TRX and boxing. So I need, you know, higher ceilings, yeah. but, um, 
this location was perfect. I started my personal training in Fall River. The space is in Fall River. I did go uh, town over for a little bit, but um, you know, a lot of my clients live around here. So it was just perfect. It obviously didn't make sense to go too far away from Fall River. Um, but yeah, it's great. I'm on the second floor uh, and there's really no one below me or above me. <laughs> it's an old mill building. So it's nice. Um, you know, the temperatures get rough in here sometimes being such an old building, but I love it. It's, it's great. And I love the, having the big parking lot. I do a lot of classes outside as well. You do a lot of running outside. Um, so I utilize, you know, outdoor and indoor a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's awesome. And like, yeah, so many things go into that real estate of getting a gym, right? Like, um, like you said, ceilings, parking, and then it's always like thinking long-term maybe here, but like, if you want to grow, are you able to grow within this space where you are now, or is this perfect for where you foresee like your model of your business and the overall trajectory going? So I definitely have room to grow in here. Uh, that's nice. for sure. I can definitely, you know, fit some more members in here. Yeah. Um, and I also have two more rooms that are empty. They oh, just are like perfect. storage right now. So yeah. I'd love to make one, you know, I had some, I had a, someone look into it to run like a spin studio. And I liked that idea because that's not something I teach, right. um, but it fell through or whatever, but it was, so it got me thinking like I can really do something with these rooms. One's a little bit smaller. So I'd love to have like a massage therapist or, yep. um, you know, something that would have like a small table. I think they would fit great in there. Um, and I still have the other room, which I've made just into like a den space for now. Sometimes the clients hang out after and chat. So you can just go in there, this couch, it's, it's really chill in there. And my best friend painted this mural and she painted more like yoga type of murals in that room. Nice. Um, but again, I can always rent it out to someone or that's just what I have in it now. But um, definitely room to grow, plenty of room to grow in here and having those other two rooms as well. Yeah. That's awesome to be able to have that uh, room to grow, to add other revenue streams, all that good stuff. So, so we know, uh, you know, your goal behind starting is how that process came about, why you picked this space, room to grow in this space. Now, when you started, Amy, did you have clients who brought over with you from the old job to here? So that's a, yes. that's a big head start there. It's nice. Yep. So um, luckily, most of them followed me, but, you know, some people I think still haven't been back to a gym. Uh, since the pandemic and everything and that's fine that's you know everyone's different so even forgot to mention it earlier even during the pandemic when the gym closed I did a lot of zoom workouts too yeah. so yeah. Um, I know people just like that better now and that's fine um, but I am so grateful for all the clients that did follow me over um, you know they stuck with me through the summer dealing with training at different locations outdoors and some are still with me today so I've had some probably a good four or five years now awesome. and awesome. they're also like great friends you know oh, really yeah, you build that relationship you know yeah yeah and that's something super unique to personal training we get to like like you said build a relationship and it's a, a good skill we also need to have as a trainer is uh being able to to build that you know so uh that's cool to hear that came and it gives us a nice just head start in a, in a in a new space with a new business venture instead of starting from scratch. So that's, so that's huge. Now, Amy, would you even go into it yet, but at aim to get fit, what is for the listeners, what is your uh, exact model and service breakdown that you are offering there right now? Um, so what I have is I do personal training and group fitness classes. I also do some nutrition coaching. Um, so I'm open seven days a week. I have a group fitness class every single day of the week, uh, Monday through Sunday. 
I do personal training, usually uh, five to six days a week, um, but I'm still, you know, teaching the classes as well. I do have a yoga instructor. So it's just myself doing all the training and the classes, but I do have a yoga instructor, Holly. She's amazing. She does class twice a week here, um, which I think is so huge for all the workouts we do. Yoga is the best recovery, I think. Um, so I try to have a lot of my clients, you know, take class, but I do a lot of one-on-ones and they all, not all, but most of my one-on-ones also take my group classes just for like extra cardio. And um, I notice a big difference in the clients that do both versus yeah. just classes. Obviously they're getting their, um, they're hitting their goals faster. They're just stronger. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so I do offer personal training in the mornings and the evenings. Yeah. So, you know, I usually have a little break during the day. Right. Um, but I have, um, as far as classes offered besides the yoga, I have TRX and a kettlebell mashup class. I have hit cardio. I have an upper body strength and conditioning. I have, um, abs and booty, which people love. Um, I have a cardio kickboxing. There's a boot camp on Saturdays. So it's a little bit of everything. We definitely do a lot of strength training and weightlifting. I'm huge on, I'm huge on that, obviously. Um, and I'm huge on form. I'm always on top of people, even in the group classes. I'm not going to let you do things incorrectly. I'm, you know, I'm huge on safety and form and all of that. So I try to just put my all into every single class and just make it like the best hour of their day. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, I love that we have PT and group and some yoga going on. So a nice full spectrum of fitness, right? Which is awesome. So a little something for everybody. Now with the PT model and with the uh, group model, how did you come up with your pricing structure for that? Um, I came up with my pricing, just, uh, you know, looking around at local gyms, you know, comparing and seeing what they offer and what they charge. And, um, you know, I just kind of came up with my pricing from that to like similar, uh, style gyms and that kind of thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, have you been at the same price this whole this whole two years? Have you raised it at all or lowered I it? Or... Yet. Yeah. I haven't yet, but I do plan on uh, this fall. I'm going to, I'm going to have okay. to go up just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know the prices of everything, everything in life is increasing. So I have uh, been fortunate to be able to keep it the same, but come fall, I am going to be upping it just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's always, always a fun conversation. Right. And I, I remember doing that too. And it's like, you know, uh, yeah, but I think it's something we have to do. I think, I think our, our service is super valuable. So, and yeah, like you said, everything is going up, you know, so our expenses go up as a business owner. So it's just kind of the, mm -hmm. fortunately the nature of the beast, right? So cool. So we know your model, how you came up with the pricing now, getting people in the door in our industry is I think super important, top priority. What have you done Amy over these past two years besides the uh, clients you brought with you to get other members in the door? Uh, so I definitely use social media a lot. Yeah. Social media is like the main tool using all the different platforms there. Um, and, you know, asking my clients to share it as well. So it reaches new eyes on social media. I, um, I like to do a lot of vendor fairs, like vendor yeah. events. Sometimes yeah. it's like craft and vendor fair. Um, yeah. I like to do that just to promote my business. I set up my table. I also offer Arbon products. They have nutrition, yeah. um, makeup and skincare. I love their nutrition. I'm very obsessed with their protein and fizz and gut health. Um, so when I set up my tables, I have all my gym information. 
I have some of my merch and I have some Arbon. Um, Cause sometimes people might not want to, they hear gym and they get scared, but then I can kind of talk them into, you know, the protein and some better supplements. Right. And then, you know, it turns into a conversation, but um, I definitely like to do those vendor events. Uh, when I first opened, I had a commercial on the radio. So you for, you know, some marketing there, um, I do put flyers at local stores and stuff around here. I've even, when I have ran specials in the past, I've put them on cars. Uh, you know, like I said, it's just me. So I'm doing everything I can to get people in the door. Um, a lot of word of mouth, you know, a lot of word of mouth. I give my current members, you know, a little discount if they do get a friend to join um, as like a little incentive. Yeah. So some of that's been happening too, which yeah. is really nice. Yeah, incentives are good for word of mouth and like, Word of mouth is huge for our industry, obviously, right? I think we get like something like 50% of new members in a service-based industry come from word of mouth. So obviously huge. And for you incentivizing that, I think that makes it even better. Now with the, what's been the best avenue so far to get people in? Has, has it been the word of mouth avenue? Yeah, it's probably between the word of mouth and social media. Okay. You know, okay. I'll have people message me on whether it's Instagram or Facebook. I have a business page, Facebook. Um, and a lot of people just stumble upon my website when they Google, you know, yeah. personal trainers near me or uh, yeah. female personal trainers. I've definitely had some people say they search that and uh, my gym comes up, which is nice. And I do serve with male and female. So, nice. um, you know, I do have more females, I'd say, but I do have a handful of males and, you know, we all... It's always hard getting those guys and it's always hard getting those guys into personal training, you know? I don't, it's, I don't know what it is. It's something, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that... I do want to talk about the social media advertising, um, but I skipped ahead here. You kind of alluded to Amy. Is there an ideal client that you do have or somebody that you seem to be appealing to right now as far as like to, to kind um, of a niche for the best I'd market? I'd say like my, I don't know if you want to say a niche or whatever. Um, I feel like women 50 plus. Yeah. They feel like they're, you know, their kids are grow, like growing now. They, yeah. They don't have to be carting the kids everywhere. They have more free time on their hands. Thing, and then yeah. I think they're realizing where their body's at, you know, yeah. just being a working mom most of their lives and stuff. So I really enjoy that because I'm teaching them, you know, from square one, yeah. a lot of like beginner new to working out women come to me. And I mm -hmm. love that because I can teach them how to do things correctly, where a lot of us, you know, go to the gym and don't know what we're doing at first. And we probably injure ourselves in the first year, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do, I really enjoy that. But at the same time, I do have athletes. I have yeah. people of all ages, all abilities. Um, but I'd say that's, that's kind of what's, what I've been getting lately. Yeah. And uh, it's always been kind of a favorite of mine, like yeah. women 50 plus, I don't know why it's just, it's fun to teach them. And you know, once they start feeling strong, because so much of weightlifting translates to everyday life. Oh, and I'm sure. trying to really show women that, and that, that they can bring up all the groceries in one trip and yeah. brace yeah. their core and be just fine, you know? Right. Um, or even just, you know, moms that picking up their child will do a little deadlift to pick up the child you know yeah. or squat down you know and don't just bend over with rounded back and all right. that yeah, um right. so i really like um teaching them things that can translate to their everyday awesome. life too yeah i think it's great and it's a big uh big group good big group of people who can have a huge uh, impact on and help probably the most right so that's cool um a few questions i have for you on that back to the 
in social media piece, Instagram, Facebook, with that kind of niche target market, so to speak, that's kind of forming, have you done any paid advertising directly towards them at this point in time? Or are you thinking of doing it maybe in the future? I haven't, honestly. I haven't done anything like directed towards them, but it's a really good idea. <laughs> there we go, yeah. I just, uh, for Facebook especially, right? Like Facebook is still still the top for paid advertising, especially that, like I think, you know, for marketing, we, we wanna know who are like, say I wanna train athletes, but it's just not like coming to me and I'm, I'm appealing to like 40 year old men or whatever. Like yeah, I wanna yeah. obviously target them. So like, yeah, obviously yeah, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok nowadays for a younger crowd, great ways to reach more people and all this sort of thing, which is just people have this in the pocket all day, right? So we might as well uh, use it. Now, with that being said, Amy, so I know you're running this one person show. Where is like capacity for you with clients and members that you can handle before you maybe make that next step and hire somebody else? Um, so, I mean, currently with members and clients, I, I'm doing pretty okay. I think I have about 15 or 16 members, monthly members paying unlimited or for an unlimited membership. I also have some punch cards out there. Uh, people just use the punch cards, you know, pop in when they can. I also have, you know, all the one-on-ones. I definitely think I have about 12 or 13 one-on-one clients right now. Nice. Um, but some are one day a week, some are twice a week. Yep. I, you know, I love what I do, so I could definitely work more hours and I'd be okay. Um, obviously, I don't like to train too late because sleep is super important to me. So I, I would rather train earlier in the morning than, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night. Um, but I'm not sure like where the capacity is. I guess I'm going to have to wait and see right, right. and hope that happens, you know, yeah. that I do have to hire someone else. Um, I did have another trainer in here for a little bit. Um, it just didn't work out. So, um, but I'm still doing okay by myself. You know, obviously some days are more stressful than others, yeah. but I really, I love what I do. I love, I feel like I'm actually helping people. I'm actually making changes in their lives, you know? So, sure. um, I definitely, like I, like I said before, like I definitely have room to grow. I can definitely take on some more yeah, clients yeah. before I think I'd have to hire anyone. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that's the way to do it. Lead with revenue. Don't bring out anything additional till we need to. And uh, room to grow is great. Would you grow kind of both programs, PT and uh, group kind of open to both those? Cool. All right. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I would add more class times, you know, if, nice. yep. if there was a, more people and, you know. Yeah. Great problem to have, obviously. So, uh, you know, and then again, you said you have other rooms, so you can utilize the other rooms down the road. Absolutely. And, uh, like another trainer could be in the other room doing their thing or whatever, you know? Yeah. Unlimited potential. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So let's get to some ugly parts of the fitness world. So like, uh, there's always that dead time of day, right? I remember I had like, uh, from about now, uh, 11-ish to about three. Yeah. Hard yeah. to fill those hours, you know, anything, how are those hours for you uh, right now? Is that slower time um, so yeah that's typically like my break during the day yeah. and yeah. i like it that's when i use my time to do my errands my food prep um write more workouts or you know clean the gym because i am you know the janitor sure. the everything sure. of the gym all so it. yeah. um it's 2000 square feet so it does take me a while to you know oh. clean every corner of it um but i am i was pretty ocd germaphobe before covid happened so it's even I'm more now. So yeah, I'm constantly cleaning. I was literally vacuuming right before our call. Um, so you know, during that break, that that free time there, I call it my free time. Yeah. I'm 
if I fill it with clients, awesome. But right now, like I'm not looking to because I train from like 7 a.m. to like 10 or 11. And then yeah. I'm usually back in the afternoon not either, you know, 3 or 4 till 8 p.m. And um, I'm okay with that because I'm also here for another hour or two writing programs, cleaning right. the gym, right. um, whatever yeah. it is. So um, I, hear I really you. try to utilize my free time or, you know, rest sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so, well, yeah, I, yeah I, I like that midday for, like you said, programming cleaning uh rest is huge you know mm -hmm. uh, maybe you know i don't think it's a bad thing maybe us getting our workout so we can stay sharp you know between the ears i think there's yep. a lot of uh i always enjoy that time of day just for those reasons you know because like yeah training and coaching class it's draining from an energy standpoint i thought you know if you're, if you're a good coach you're giving yourself to these people yeah yep. and i know i was always just felt like totally trashed at the end of the day from uh yeah. coaching six seven sessions a day yeah you need that break you know otherwise you're gonna burn out your performance gonna go downhill so that's always the tricky part of like the, the one person operation right how much energy do we have to uh to put out there when you know when we're not getting burnout because obviously we don't want, we don't want to do that so with that being said amy like with back to your class you have now we have the group model membership you have the personal training piece i know we do a nutrition part as well are there any ways members right now are spending money with you on top of just the regular membership? So say I say I come in, I choose group. Uh, I'm going to do the group classes. Is there a way I can spend more money with you and any other services or ways you're thinking about adding? Um, well, I do have some merch. You know, I yeah. have shirts and hoodies, headbands, yeah. um, tank tops. And like I said, I do sell the Arbonne. Yeah, um, yeah. So... I really like it just for if people ask me, you know, what kind of protein should I use? What, you know, yeah. I'll give them this because it is vegan, non-toxic. It is a company I believe in. Um, I'm not in your face like some people are. I I don't have the capacity to be all over social media with the Arbon anymore. I tried, I did, but yeah. I just have it here. I have yeah. the fizz. I sell a lot of fizz to my clients. Um, yeah. That's the energy. Yeah. But um. Yeah. So basically just that for now. Um, another way I'm, I'm really looking into, you know, hiring a trainer or having a trainer come here and rent space and just train their clients. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would definitely be interested in that. Like I said, I have plenty of space. We can even train here yeah. at the same time. It doesn't have to be, you know, separate right. or anything. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, supplements are huge. They're going to go buy it somewhere else. So we might as well have it. And that's right. Exactly. You're going to go buy protein elsewhere. So why not, yeah. you know, from here and you're supporting me and yeah. I know yeah. I know it's a clean product because right, sometimes right. you don't know what you're getting at. A lot of times. Yeah, a lot of times. Obviously, no no regulation there. So that can be good and bad. But it's another that's another cop topic. Uh, what oh, yeah. is I've heard of Arbon. I have a couple of friends who sell it. Is the profit margin pretty good for, for you as an owner, reseller? I mean, it's okay. You know, like I kind of do it as a part-time thing. Like yeah. I said, I know if I was on social media doing live videos every single day, I would probably yeah. make more with it. Um, and I tried that, like I said, but I don't, I don't have the, yeah. the brain and energy capacity to do that. Um, yeah. But I have it on display at the gym. My clients see me yeah. drinking it. Um, you know, I drink the greens every day, the fizz, the protein yeah. and the gut health. The gut health is my favorite. Um, it's the prebiotics, probiotics, and um, digestive yeah. enzymes. So it helps a lot with bloat. So that's been like the number one product. Huge, I would imagine. And, yeah. Like you know, helps people stay regular because not something everyone talks about. But you should be going to the bathroom every day, and a lot of people don't. <laughs> I know it's yeah, it's uh, yeah. So that's yeah. an important uh, one that I agreed. Tell about. Agreed, one hundred percent for sure. If 
if you have a healthy uh, gut system and uh, yeah, you should be doing that. But uh, anyway, great. I, I love it. Great um, point. It leads me to the next point. Like if I had, you told me you had a client you've been with now four or five years, that's some of your clients, which is great. Over the two years here at Aim to Get Fit, have you seen a trend now in kind of life cycle of a client? Have you kept everybody in personal training? What's kind of just retention overall look like for you to this point? Um, you know, there's always the ones that are going to stay with you for years. Um, yeah. And then there's some, I've definitely had a few that sign up, they do their, you know, 10 session package they purchase and then they're done. Right. And I think with that, it's, they were never ready here sure. um, or they didn't get the results they wanted in the 10 sessions. So right. they just disappear on me. Right. And that just tells me they weren't ready. They weren't ready to commit to this lifestyle. Because, you know, it's not just one hour a day in here. It's, you know, your food, it's your sleep, it's your water intake, it's everything. everything. So I think it does take a little commitment. And, um, sure. you know, I think sometimes people think it's cool to say you have a trainer or whatever, but if you're not doing the work, you're not going to get the results. And I've definitely yeah. seen that a lot. It's like they'll train, but then they go and eat McDonald's. Like, yeah, come on. So... Um, you know, I see a little bit of both. I see people that stay for years. I see people that, you know, come and go after two months. I have people that just come in for the first classes free and that's fine. Um, but I also notice I have people that come back to me, you know, they might quit or whatever, for whatever reason, or even people I've had at my old gym years ago will reach out to me years later. Yeah. Like I'm ready now. Like I'm ready to focus. I wasn't ready before. And that always means the world to me that yeah. they're reaching back out to me and not just going somewhere else. You know what yeah. I mean? So that, yeah. that means a lot. Yeah, that's huge. And it's us building that relationship with them over time and uh, communicating all that good stuff. Are there any ways you've tried to mitigate those people that, you know, you said they're not ready for it or cause I've, I've experienced it too, right? Like it's part of this industry um, ways to communicate with them when they're not in the gym. So like the other 23 hours of the day, you know, via text or if you have an app or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely, uh, I definitely text with clients. I'm always trying to check in, even if I'm just saying like, how are you feeling from the workout or just asking about their nutrition, um, yeah. reminding some of them to drink water because, you know, some don't. So, yeah. I'll, you know, just send them a, or I'll send them a funny yeah, meme to like remind them, you know, um, I do try and I always give everyone the option, you know, text me whenever if you're in the grocery store and you're like, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to buy call me, you know, yeah. like I am, I'm here to help inside the gym and outside the gym. It's not just the hour you're here. It's, you know, I'm your trainer. You can call me whenever. Yeah, that's huge. And I think again, adds to retention there, that level of relationship we get to build with people over time and then people stay for years, which, which is, I think a key to that one-on-one -on -one personal training business. Retention is normally yeah. pretty good if we're doing a good job. So that's not something, not a major worry just getting more clients in the door and then figuring out a way to scale the other side of the business. Right. So uh, with all that being said, Amy, what's next for you and your main focus now, hopefully COVID restrictions are kind of over. We're back here to normal. What can, uh, where's your main focus now for growth for the next year for aim to get fit? So definitely I, my goal is to keep growing my little community here with my members and my one-on-ones. Um, Cause it, you know, it's nice. It is like a little community cause they see each other every single day and I see my members becoming friends and hanging out. So it's, it's nice. So I'd love to just grow that some more. Um, it's just really, you know, I'm, I'm almost at two years, so I'm still 
still learning as I go, Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. But I have, some of us are doing a Spartan race in August. I'm huge oh, on Spartan go. races, you know, nice. Spartan helmet there. there it is. Um, I've been doing those since 2015. So I've gotten a lot of clients to join me and yeah, I, I train them even specifically for Spartan races. Yep. Um, so some of us are doing that in August. So that's something yes. we're working on. So we're doing a lot more running, you know, getting yes, ready sir. for that. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just pretty much doing what I've been doing and just trying to continue to grow. I love it. Yeah. And it's uh, always good to have something to train for like a Spartan race. I always found that keeps people coming back to us, uh, you know, again, for years and years, if there's nothing to train for, if there's no goal kind of just flowing in the breeze. Right. So I think it's yeah. awesome. Doing that. And especially as a group builds community and uh, yeah. lends to better retention uh, as well. So uh, yeah, Amy, awesome. Love what you're doing there. Love that you started this out of a, uh, in a tough time and have grown and uh, built some success here early on. So I appreciate you so much. I think it's an awesome place to wrap up this episode. Where can the listeners check you out? You know, website, social media, all that good stuff. Where can we find you? Um, so aimtogetfit.com. That's my website. Um, my, my, you know, I have the Facebook. It's just aim to get fit. My Instagram is aim to get fit underscore. Um, I was recently hacked, so that's been oh, really man. fun. So that's my new one, aim to get fit underscore. Um, you know, I, I have a members only page too. So once you are a member, you'll um, have access to that. But um, mostly the Facebook website and Instagram. Very cool. All right. Beautiful. We'll give you a follow right after this. So uh, Amy, thank you so much. Appreciate your time again. And we wish you the best of luck, continued success. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You got it anytime. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Lion's Den, Blanchard, Oklahoma, Matthew Skinner. Thanks for being on with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, sir. I am excited and pleased to have you on. Appreciate you. Let's jump into it. Tell us what the Lion's Den is all about. Uh, Lion's Den Blanchard started out as an opportunity for the youth, uh, you know, baseball, football, soccer in our community um, to have an all-turf facility out of the element, um, high-level, high-quality uh, turf and, and batting cages and equipment for training um, at an affordable uh, rate. Um, in most of the surrounding areas, 
uh, 20, 30 minute drives do offer uh, an option, um, but not very affordable. And uh, athletics and, and youth athletics are extremely important to me and our, our community uh, and our sister communities that are just on the edges of our town um, that it, it just made sense for me. You know, it, in terms of financially, when I started, I wanted to uh, make it affordable and not so much worry about, uh, you know, profitability right out of the gate, make it affordable and, and make it, uh, you know, prosperous in participation. Um, and of course, we've, we've finally been able to move within the past 18 months into a, a somewhat profitable range uh, and still remain uh, affordable for our youth, youth athletes. Um, so that's how we started. And it's, it's obviously slowly evolved into other things and morphed into other things as we've, we've gone along, but we've been able to maintain that. We're real happy with that. So. Fantastic. What was your background coming into this? What led up to saying, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to sign a lease. We're going to put this thing together. Do you, um, you know, do you have a, a background in fitness and training? Was it something else that inspired the idea? Well, I'm a former Army Ranger. Um, I spent uh, four years in the military uh, with 1st Ranger Battalion. Uh, fitness has always been important to me uh, throughout my life, but um, that really catapulted me into maybe kind of the extreme side of it. Um, I've helped a lot of people um, with the physical training side, uh, you know, throughout the years, especially people who are, are crossing over into a dangerously obese position, and how do we get them back and how do we improve their lifestyle? So that's always been in the back of my mind on how we can implement that. Uh, when I bought this facility, it's funny, it, it started out as a business uh, location for uh, one of my other businesses I own. Well, that got pushed off somewhere else, but I, I had the property. Um, part of the property was already an established salon and the other side was an established uh, a gymnasium type facility and um, through our upgrades and through some of the things we've done we've been able to make it to a to a very viable um, athletic facility and so um, that's sort of the birth of, of how that occurred so <clears throat> so it was a little bit of a real estate investment with the opportunity to put something in there and then plans didn't quite work out the way you did but you said I've got the spot there's a need here in the community. I'm going to come up with a business plan to, to use this spot for that rather than just, you know, renting it out to some other, you know, random retail establishment or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. We got plenty of, plenty of those, plenty of boutiques and, and, and other, you know, small town type uh, uh, trends that, that are in, in the town of Blanchard and, uh, and that, that kind of goes for the other sister cities that we have. We have a Newcastle and, and Tuttle and, and Chickasha and Dibble. And so these are really close to us. They're close enough to come participate. Uh, and we do offer something that's not offered elsewhere. Uh, and so that's, that, that's pretty neat. If, if you want to visit a facility like ours, you'll need to travel 30 to 45 minutes outside of our, our town and pay a, a uh, costly premium to uh, use the facility. Yeah, and, and for our listeners who aren't geography nerds, Blanchard is, a, it's in the outer suburbs of Oklahoma City, correct? So you're 
close enough that you can get all the city stuff if you want it, but you're far enough out that you don't have to pay those. I mean, Oklahoma City is expanding pretty rapidly and prices are going with it, right? Well, I think the price has made it to us somehow, unfortunately, but um, we, we are in the heart of, heart of Blanchard, 25 to 30 minutes south of Oklahoma City. So we have access to Norman, uh, you know, Oklahoma City, and we're two hours from Tulsa and, and elsewhere. So um, we're, we're, we're in a comfortable spot, but it's quiet enough for, for us and our family um, that we, we do enjoy uh, our, our place there. So. All right. So from the time you were able to get this open and off the ground in 2019 to COVID coming in, you know, with, with nature's gut punch, you, you've kind of been forced into a pivot that's turned into a positive. So can you give us a little bit of an idea of what the facility and services look like as far as your open access and different offerings and, and how you've pivoted into what you have for service offerings now? Well, you know, we tried the shotgun effect, uh, if you will, and, and we threw the spaghetti plate at the wall and, and tried to see what would stick. Um, you know, we offer, we still offer birthday parties um, on weekends. Um, so those are some of the fringe type, um, you know, opportunities to use the facility. Um, you know, family gatherings, stuff to that effect, but birthday parties are still pretty big. Um, the kids can do dodgeball and all kinds of wild stuff, but uh, it, it, it's a wonderful environment for that, but it's a, a 65 by 45 all turf facility, um, a 35 foot high ceiling. So you've got plenty of room to throw and throw and catch and uh, plenty of room for those type of sports. Uh, so um, that's, that's some of the fringe opportunity. Um, but when we came in, we had uh, two batting cages installed, just rollback batting cage nets and, and that's obviously a hit for not only team athletics that come in nine or 10 kids with their baseball or softball team, um, but also for personal training of those athletes as well, uh, improvement for that. And it's just enough room um, for a soccer team to get some activity in as well as a football um, type application. So that's, that's kind of where we're at with the type of facility uh, in terms of size. Um, it's outfitted with kitchenette and, and other stuff to that regard. So some people do, you know, uh, supplemental shakes and, and vitamins and supplements and stuff like that out of our kitchenette uh, for just kind of private sale. But um, that's we're that's really we're still in, I would say, the infancy of that that process. But it's coming along. So all right. So under one roof right now, you've got several complementary businesses that or, or different concepts that work. You've got the youth athletics, you've got a boot camp um, that runs in your mornings, you've got jujitsu that runs a few evenings, and then the youth athletics take up the middle. W was the chicken or the egg here? Like, how did you figure out that those things would work together for scheduling, equipment overlap, logistics? Because a lot of people have trouble getting one of these things to work as a viable business model, never mind getting them to all coexist with some degree of peace. Yeah, it really, uh, you, we're going to have to get into the miraculous uh, realm here to, to really explain that to you. Really finding two people uh, or two business owners that coalesced, uh, 
uh, it started in the May of tw see, 2020, I guess, 2021, excuse me, um, where we really started getting serious on the boot camp side. And we had a wonderful attendant that uh, she did everything she could to build the brand. Um, and she, she did a wonderful job and she still participates and helps with the, the programming and the application. Um, but she's super busy with other stuff uh, in her life in terms of uh, career and other things. And so she was three days a week, two classes a morning. Um, she partnered with someone else that was able to dedicate a little more time. Um, so now we're five days a week boot camp uh, with four time slots in the mornings. And they do a couple time slots in the evening during the week, uh, uh, yoga and dance, Zumba, and can, some other things that are that are fringe uh, boot camp athletics. Uh, but pretty hardcore hit training and, and stuff. They don't just do cardio; um, they do quite a bit of uh, weightlifting and, and strength training, as well as uh, extension and, and elongation activity. Um, now, so she really has something established there. And around the same time, I stumbled across a gentleman and his family that were doing a jujitsu group out of their, out of their, essentially their garage. Um, they had a 23 customer base, 23 person customer base. And they uh, initially were, did have a leased property, but they scaled back. And for whatever reason, they changed this garage. I visited with them a little bit about it and listened to their dream and listened to their purpose and their cause. Uh, and that's really what guided me to, to choose both of those individuals um, because they really, uh, their, their dreams and their cause aligned with mine um, to bless others, to serve others, to, to help others and to improve the health and well-being of everybody in our community. Um, and I feel like that was really the magic sauce or the magic key that, that allowed it all to occur. Um, I mean, these people aren't just softy uh, business owners. They're, they're pretty tough, tough cookies, obviously jujitsu and a, a boot camp uh, instructor. And so sometimes you get ego and sometimes you get pride that drives a, a business ownership model uh, and you want your space and you want your time and you want your, uh, your equipment. Well, this is just coalesced nicely because um, their times don't work with the other other groups' times. So there's not really any overlap. They do complement each other. They help each other. Um, you have cross participation uh, in the community with both classes, and that is just really neat. And it's real special to have that uh, occur in that manner. I'm, I'm I wouldn't say I really had a hand in it, other than you know ensuring that we were on the same track in terms of cause and purpose. All right. Yeah. And then layered into that, your, your model, uh, without getting to the specifics and numbers and things like that, is you do operate to a degree on a revenue sharing model, but you're still at a stage where the feeling that I got from our preliminary talk was, a lot of that revenue generated, you're putting back into equipment, into reinvestment, into making it the best space that it can be and not necessarily trying to extract every dollar to put into your personal bank account. Is that fair to say? Right. I don't get much of a salary from this. Uh, we keep the lights on and we pay the bill, but 
what what's neat about it is it's almost a linear relationship uh, in terms of participation um, as we invest into the equipment it draws in more members and it's 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 not a one for one but it's uh, it's definitely it's linearly related it's it's on the same line and they're they're they are uh you know it is there's a relevance to that uh that correlation and and the more we put into it the more traction it gains um, when we painted the facility for example on the interior um from uh a really, really unpalatable green on the walls to a to a uh, maybe an up upscale kind of gray uh, a tint. Uh, everybody loved that, you know, and it drew attention. And I, I know that that may sound uh, strange, but when you're upgrading your facility, if it's aesthetic, it's going to bring quite a bit to the table. Um, so, uh, and and participation did increase uh, quite a bit by the reinvestment, and so. Everything you do matters, and, and by word of mouth, uh, we'll get out and through your advertising, social media. For sure, for sure. So we have right now youth athletics, we've got jujitsu, we've got boot camp, and they're all playing very nicely together. Is there any inclination on your side to see if there's anything else that you can do to add value to the community? Is there room for any other types of services in there as you see it now, or, or do we not want to upset the apple cart there? And, and uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, we better let the apple settle in the cart that they're in. I, I know that much, but um, we also partnered with Oklahoma DHS um, for foster parents and foster groups, foster children. And uh, we offer a safe space. Um, for foster kids to come visit with their, their uh, bio parents. Um, and it gives a good place for the bio parents and the foster parents to kind of work together on some things. And, you know, in the past, you've had um, foster families that would have to visit at a McDonald's or, or something to that effect or, or at an office space at a DHS facility. And, you know what, that's not fun for any kid. And it's not good for any relationship, regardless of what the scenario is. Um, so we, you know, we don't, we don't make anything on that, but that is something that we can give back. Um, doesn't really cost us anything and we can share that with uh, those families. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's certainly outside the box to borrow a cliche, um, for somebody who's had <laughs> firsthand experience in some of those environments, I can say that not having to be, uh, not having to do those things in um, cold places, right? Not necessarily temperature, but but places that aren't welcoming, that don't feel like, you know, the type of place that, you know, you should be as a kid. Um, I think that can really open up a, a world of possibility just for the mind state, especially of the kids going into something like that to like, hey, this is, this is a positive environment. This is a place where it, you know, it, it doesn't feel like it was uh, the dream child of a bureaucrat, I think is, is the best way to look at it. So that's, that's awesome. And like you said, you know, you have a space, it, you know, in, in a box type space can be used for a lot of different things. Probably the first person that I've talked to that's done something like that. But it's one of the beautiful things about this show is you never know who might be listening and say like, oh, hey, 
maybe I can do that. Or, you know, maybe it'll be some other community service or youth or church group or something like that that could, could use a bigger space that really you can give away and just, just feel good about it because the businesses are taking care of what you need. And then you can do that and get a different type of fulfillment. So I, I love that you, you, either you thought about that or somebody else on your team did, but the fact that you've embraced it, I think is fantastic. So I do want to hit a little bit of logistics for our, our listeners to be able to get just a, a general idea of where you are. This is something that's about three years old, but had the, you know, the COVID kicker in the middle. Uh, how many people would you say roughly are in each one of your, your different levels of service, like jujitsu or boot camp? You have any, any feel for that? How many people are coming through the doors in those different things? Um, we do. Um, and, and if I look at some of the numbers, <clears throat> our target for each group is to have a minimum of 76 participants. Um, and that's really, that's kind of where we get to a comfortable boom. Um, but that we may need to alter that a little bit for the boot camp because she's added so many classes. Um, it offers a little more game uh, for that. And I think she's at about 90% capacity of that. Um, our jujitsu group, um, they have, they've had steady growth, um, and I think they're at running at about a 50% capacity uh, for our goal, for our for, uh, uh, gain and function there. And that's, you know, neither of them are quite, I would say, have got a fair year under their belt yet in, in that regard. Um, they're nearing it, though, and we've just had a, a, an official annual review, um, and they're, you know, they're comfortable with their growth. The jiu-jitsu is a little bit slower climb, uh, but it is more linear. It's more st stable, if you will, um, and not so, and not that the boot camp's not stable, um, but it's once you kind of get involved with that type of activity, you tend to be a little more invested. So, uh, but um, that's that's kind of where we're at there and now if i would open the gym facility up for just team athletics um it is seasonal it really is seasonal um or if it rains everybody calls you that day and they're your best friend uh and they're ready to they're ready to get their kids in there to play um and so you know with that it's a lot of its timing but when we're at full capacity and in, in our cooler and winter months or if it is too hot outside in the summer, um, they really look to us as a haven for, for their athletic development. Um, and so we're at full capacity. I would say we have 1,200 people come through there every week. So That's a good, good healthy number. So it feels like, especially since you've, you've got things running in the current form, the way things are now, uh, you've, you've had some, some pretty healthy growth, pretty steady growth. Um, do you feel like there are any bottlenecks or, or challenges besides just, just time to let it grow into what it's, what it's eventually going to be right now? Um, scheduling, uh, scheduling is always your toughest, uh, management oversight, uh, making sure everybody has the time and resources they need, but the scheduling, I, you know, you want them all to grow and want them to add classes. You want them to add opportunities and variety. Um, but finding that right feel is kind of a trial and error uh, process anyway. Um, so to be safe, I think really the, the only holdback to the growth of this facility and the businesses underneath 
are probably me and and my inability to be there all the time and give enough to it. Um, and so I, I love it all so much. It's a blessing to even be part of it and get to work with these people. Um, but and especially their cause and their purpose. That's what really drives me um, is really it. It's disappointing that I can't invest more time with them uh, to help them. So I would be the bottleneck, I would say. We haven't figured out a way to, to clone yourself just yet, right? That, that technology hasn't hit us as far as we know. At least an AI box that sits there and at least shares thoughts and designs. I think that would be good enough. I mean, they would, they would maybe in a different voice because they probably get tired of hearing me talk all the time. All right, sir. As we uh, come to a close of our time here, uh, I like to get a little less philosophical or tactical, a little more philosophical, I, I guess you could say. Um, looking back on what you've done with this over the last few years, um, you know, we, we can't change what we've done. But if there's anything you could go back and a lesson you could give yourself, some piece of advice, something you wish you would have known sooner that you tell yourself, is there anything that stands out? Um, it's really, really being bold and being courageous in your design. Um, your marketing, um, your investment in your facility. Uh, I would say study, study more the demographics. And I thought I had a good handle on it. And, I, and I, I wasn't far off, but if I would have understood the demographics a little bit better, I would not have been so uh, reluctant to invest into the properties, redesign and the remodeling. And I would have done it two years ago. And I think we'd probably be looking at an increase of about 45% revenue and, and, and in, you know, incoming participation if I had made those changes earlier. Uh, but uh, time and, and I think fear got in the way of that. Um, it's, it's gutsy with any new business. You got to be gutsy. Um, and you might as well pull the trigger because you're going to have a year to figure, if it, figure out if it establishes. And then you're going to have three years to really automate it and five years to know if you'll be successful. And I think uh, I, I think I stunted my growth a little bit um, by not being gutsy enough and not having enough courage to uh, invest early on. And uh, for anybody else that, you know, is looking at some of that option, if you're going to do it, dump, dump the house on it and uh, do what your dream or what your vision is right out of the gate. Um, don't be afraid to, uh, uh, to, to act on, on what your impulse is. If you have a wonderful business model, don't be afraid of it. So. I love hearing that because, you know, if, <laughs> some of our listeners have probably heard me say this a few times, but for the, for the gym owners that, that are happy and like what they've built and are experiencing whatever their definition of success and progress is, it's almost always an answer something like that. Like, I wouldn't change anything. I would just do it sooner. I'd slap myself in the back of the head and say, go get it, right? If you believe in it, go do it. If you don't believe in it, you got to rethink it. But if you're there and you know you have the work ethic and the passion, I, it's always the same. Just wish I would have done it sooner. Wish I'd shake myself by the shirt and, and go ahead and do it. So I think well, that it's is- something, It's something I share with my kids and my the teams I coach and and the people I present to and some of the motivational speeches I give, man, it's uh, either, either you're going to whisper the phrase softly to yourself, uh, one day I'll do something or else you'll yell and scream, you know, 
everybody around you and say, hey, this is my day one, right? This is this is the day that I act. This is the day that I change the page. This is the day that I write the new book, or this is the day that I start the facility. And don't go halfway. I mean, if you're going to put it in gear, uh, get it down the road, right? And, and, and get after it. So yeah, courage, courage to do it. I love that. One day versus day one. All right, sir. Easy question to wrap us up here. I don't want to forget this. If people want to find out more about what's going on, they want to check Check you out. Check out the business. Where are the best places for them to look? Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we are on, you know, you can find us on Google. Um, we, you know, with, with a smaller business model and a singular, uh, a singular gym type platform, um, the website really doesn't make sense to us. We would really you have, have you come in, um, check out the facility, um, feel, get a feel for it, get a sense of, of what it's all about get a taste of these various um, activities um, that that are available uh, firsthand. But if you can go to uh, Facebook uh, for Lion's Den Blanchard uh, or Instagram Lion's Den Blanchard, uh, you can type that in your browser. That'll bring it up. You can take a, pic, uh, a look at some of the pics and the activities that are going on. And uh, if, if anything, give us a call. We'll get you set up for your activity. All right, sir. I appreciate you being with us here this morning. Thank you for spending part of your day telling us your story, and I wish you continued success. All right. Thank you, sir. God bless. You're welcome. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lord's Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.